Well, welcome to the October podcast, where we're going to highlight the latest papers uploaded to our website. Now, remember, all of the content discussed is available in more detailed slide format at cytokinesignaling.com. That's our free resource website. Now, for October, four papers have been added to the CSF website, and I'd like to highlight two of these for you in this podcast. First paper is tofacitinib influences lymphoma rates by analyzing patient data from 19 studies. And the lead author here is uh, Professor Xavier Mariette in the Paris Sud University in Paris. Now, data were analyzed from 6,194 patients undergoing tofacitinib treatment for RA. They were given a range of treatment doses of tofacitinib dependent on the study in which they were participating. And tofacitinib was given as monotherapy or in combination with background DMARDs. A descriptive case match control analysis in the ratio to four was used to identify factors for lymphoma. Now, analysis of the studies involves calculating incidence and standardized incidence rates. Incidence rate was based on the number of patients with lymphoma and the total exposure time censored at the time of the event, death, or discontinuation of treatment. It was based on the ratio of observed lymphoma relative to the expected rate in the general population. So what were the results? Well, 19 lymphomas occurred and Epstein-Barr virus was tested for in 13 cases. Three of the lymphomas were positive for Epstein-Barr virus, suggesting an association. Incidence rates were stable over time standardized incidence rates were within the range seen in clinical studies of biologic therapies. Baseline characteristics of patients with lymphoma were similar to those in the control groups. Concluding, incidence rates and lymphoma types were consistent with expectations in the population of patients with RAs and did not increase with tofacitinib over time. Further evaluation is of course needed to examine the relative contributions of immunosuppressant therapies an underlying disease pathogenesis to lymphoma risk. Now, the second paper I'd like to highlight this month looks at patient-reported outcomes of baricitinib patients with rheumatoid arthritis that have no or, or limited DMAR treatment. And the lead author here is Professor Michael Schiff from the University of Colorado in Denver. RA BEGIN was a phase three double-blind randomized active comparator controlled study that evaluated baricitinib as monotherapy or in combination with methotrexate in patients with active rheumatoid arthritis. Now at baseline, all patients were or had no more than three prior doses of methotrexate. They had impaired physical function, moderate levels of pain and tiredness and fatigue, reduced health-related quality of life and a, a median duration of morning stiffness of 60 to 90 minutes. This analysis for combo therapy compared with methotrexate monotherapy, particularly as noted on the patient-reported outcome measures. So the results here were really rather interesting. Both baricitinib groups reported greater improvement in HAC disability index, pain, fatigue, worse the short form SF36 physical component score and Uroqual 5 dimensions at weeks 24 and 52 
when compared with methotrexate monotherapy. Patients in both baricitinib groups also reported improvement in SF36 mental component score and work productivity and activity impairment questionnaire, rheumatoid arthritis at week 52. Now, compared with methotrexate monotherapy, there was statistically significant improvement in the functional assessment of therapy fatigue for both baricitinib groups, which was observed from week one, a really early impact. And as well as this, there were statistically significant improvements in the SF36 physical component score for both baricitinib groups, which was observed by the first assessment at week four. So what do we conclude from all of this? Well, most of the patient reported outcomes measured improved in all three treatment groups, but there was statistically and probably clinically significant improvements with both baricitinib treatment groups compared with methotrexate monotherapy. Now the data from this analysis reinforced the outcomes for other signs and symptoms observed in the RA BEGIN study. And that internal consistency is always reassuring for us when we go on to making clinical decisions. Now, the additional papers we uploaded in October included the transaminase levels and hepatic events during tocilizumab treatment, a pooled analysis of long-term clinical trial safety data in rheumatoid arthritis, and a second paper, uh, the title is The Impact of Tocilizumab on Patient Reported Outcomes in Patients with Rheumatoid Arthritis from Two randomized Control Trials. These papers were authored by Professors Genovese and Strand, respectively. Now, don't forget that all of the materials I've discussed today are available on the publication section of the Cytokine Signaling Forum. Thanks ever so much for your attention. I do hope you found this useful and I look forward to talking to you again.